Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Catch the Moment Podcast, Super Bowl edition. This for me is 15 years since the helmet catch back in Arizona. Um, but I'm here. I'm here. This is a long time coming, man. Chris, what's going on, bro? What's up, man? Dave? I mean, man, that moment, bro. it gives me chills <laughs> when you talk about it. So that's always the first question. What was your thoughts going in your head when you see the helmet catch? It's obviously 15 years, long time, but everybody's got a story, a thought. Uh, usually know where they are. Give me yours. I was at home. Right. It was the year after I had lost my spleen. So I spent a year on the I and IR. Right. You lost your spleen, yeah. I lost my spleen 2006. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had to fight that. So that year I came to your week 17 game. I wasn't okay. playing. I was on IR. Patriots. It was like the holidays, I think. So I came and I was like, damn, I'm going to the giant game. Like, I don't give a <laughs> crap if I'm in the NFL or not. I was like, dad, you still got tickets, right? And he's like, yeah, we still got the four tickets, Christopher. And I was like, all right, well, don't give them away this week. I'm, I'm going. Facts. Right. So went to it. I think it was a Saturday night game. It, it was a night was. game. It I think it was a Saturday night, night. It was a night game. Yeah, I don't think it was a Monday night. And, you know, Brady threw the 50 touchdown passes and all that. It was a great game. It was an amazing game. So, force fast forward. Then you play my Bucks yeah. in the wild card round. No doubt. Now, I'm not playing. I'm at home again sitting and watching. <laughs> but either way, so, I mean, I just, uh, I think from watching that last regular season matchup and then you beat my Bucks team where I was starting to go, ooh, uh-oh, watch out for the Giants watch here. Out. And, of course, it's the Giants, and it's who I root for anyways. Yep. So I was just sitting in the family room at the Sims house, at Dad's house Tell watching me. the game, watching you do it. And the best part I love about it now, first off, I mean, that was like a get off the chair. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Did he fucking catch that ball? Holy shit, I think he fucking caught it. Right? I figure you could swear on this That's podcast. All, you, you clean. Right? All right, so that was that, that moment. And then the best part that kicks it all to fast forward to now. I work with Rodney Harrison. <laughs> I work with Rodney. I get to bring it Rodney up like two or three times it, a year. We're walking through the Hall of Fame. There's pictures of you, helmet kid. Right, Rodney, let's take a picture. Right? So you shade him all the time. Oh, I give it to him all the time. And he's a good sport about it. No, he's been a fantastic great sport about I, it. I see I seen him literally go through the evolution of I remember the first, you know, I'm I'm a dude and we we're from Jersey, so it's kinda like I knew I was. I knew I was a special teams player, but yeah. I knew I could ball. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, yeah. no one wants to be in no box, and you knew you could ball. So I get my moment. I get injured not too long, and you know, it, you know that goes things. right down, right? Yeah, right. So you know, it wasn't this dream comeback, build on a career, and build something moving forward. But I'm also content. But I saw Rodney; he was struggling at first. He's like, we didn't prepare for this guy. This lucky catch, and I'm like, oh come on, bro. Right. Come on, but right. you know what? I watched him through the years, like Progress really and mature yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it right. was hilarious, though, right. man. Because he's gotten to the point now where he's like, he's like, I, I, I was pulling the shit out of his arm. <laughs> he's like, I was hacking the shit out of his with the other arm. He's like, yeah. I really did all I could do, and I'm like, I know, Rodney. I see the replay. You are. <laughs> it just, it's still one of the damnedest things in sports history. I don't know how the hell you. You, that, that's called that Jersey Strong that, right there. Jersey Strong for sure. Right. Yeah, it was definitely, it was like, a, I call it a moment of providence. You know, people have kind of heard some of my story to faith. Yep. There's some wild stories behind the whole journey, but I want to I want to get into some of you, man. Like, obviously, son, son of a legend, 
and created your own legend in your own right. And you kind of like even kill, like nothing's too big, nothing's too small. I've always got that from you from a distance, but how was that really in relation to paving your own path, knowing that that was a reality for you too? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I love the sport. Yep. I think you know me enough to know that, you know, like, like damn, David Tyree and Montclair are playing Bergen Catholic on a Saturday. I'm going to go watch the game. We play <laughs> Friday don't, night. I don't so even get it. I love football. I love it. And, uh, of course, yes, growing up within it and being around my dad and getting to witness his career. I mean, my first passion was to to play and be in a Super Bowl, right? I never got to play in a Super Bowl. I went into coaching a little. I went and worked for New England when I got done playing. Really? I was there for about 19 months. And I was like, I was liking the process, but I wasn't, I had young kids at the time. And I was like, damn, I don't, I haven't, like it's the season. I don't think I've seen my little boy since like the first week of September. I, I knew it wasn't an option right. for me at all, bro. So it, it ate away at me. Yep. And, and I got offered another job with another team in the NFL to be a quarterback coach. And I came home one day and I told my wife, and she's like, we're gonna move again. Cause I got hurt at the end of my career. So we moved sure. a few times. Yep. And I was like, man, she's like, I don't know if I signed up for this. And I was like, I don't know if I did either. I gotta reevaluate <laughs> here. And so that's when I started to kind of, wait, maybe I want to talk about football a little yeah. bit. You know, my dad, of course, was announcing games. I think anybody that's ever knew me knew I can, you know, I know you don't know me that well, but I can talk shit. I yeah. was the the proverbial shit stir in the locker room <laughs> almost on a daily basis. I was the guy that came I, in and posed I, like, you know, no Shaq or, Co or no, you know, Kobe or LeBron, and I'd make a whole day of it All in, day. The, in the locker All room. Day. So my passion was always there in that department too. And slowly but surely, I got the Bleacher Report, and that's really where it started to kind of pop off a little bit. And yeah. I love studying the game. I like watching film still and doing that. You're crushing it. And, uh, and I got a big mouth, and I'm not afraid to, Speak afraid. my mind, and and that that's we you know, where afraid. I've been fortunate. Listen, so like I said, you, we grow up, and you grow up in it in a different way, but we grow up in the evolution of the sport. I think when we were kids, the the, the NFL was just becoming a, a major product right. in the eighties, right. right? Exactly. So tell me your thoughts right now. Like you know, we're in a you know not just the censorship world. But we, we talked about it. Like, I get arrested on marijuana possession. Yeah. Um, I remember I get drafted in 03s, me and Rod Babers. Right. You know, I got purple haze all day. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm young from Jersey acting yeah. up. Right. What is your thoughts on just the whole evolution, not just about the whole marijuana thing, but how guys have to navigate their career understanding the cost? Right? Yeah, right. I think, I think at the end of the day, there's benefits on both sides where the, the moderation side, yeah. stewardship side. Right. But, you know, talk, talk about some of your journey and just yeah. being a real dude, smoke, you know, smoking weed, yep. growing up. I mean, Rod, it out. Rod was my smoking buddy. I no mean, doubt. I was my homie. We was um, chiefing up. Yeah, he's my guy. <laughs> I mean, I still smoke. I mean, I, I, that's what I do. I'm not a drinker, really. So, yeah. you know, if I want to sit your way back, relax, uh, and, you know, calm my mind a little bit, it's what I do. You know, but yeah, there was a stigma around that that At was so time. crazy when we were growing. Like where you were like the depth of the stigma. Right. They treated they treated somebody who had marijuana like he was a, like, a hardcore criminal. Exactly right. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Like I all I do when I smoke, we just go sit on the couch and watch a funny movie. <laughs> like that's criminal. And yet we're gonna be able to drink and drive and do all these crazy. Drinking causes all these deaths. So when I got into media, I was like, I'm not gonna hide from that. Yeah. I'm not. And I'm on NBC Sports, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I talk about you it openly. It. I do. I'm just, you know, I'm a good father. I work hard. I handle my business. So if you want to judge me because I smoke weed, then go ahead. So what? Uh, but like, you know, 
So I'm glad they backed off those sure. restrictions in the NFL and yep. even you know throughout our country publicly. Yeah, it was stupid. I think publicly. You I know? think I think the biggest thing to me was the the legal ramifications. Like I'm in the middle of the road where at the end of the day is we can't ignore the science on the positive side. Yeah, right. We can't ignore the the, the falters and the misuse of anything. Right. It's of course. Like misuse. Right. So at the end of the day, there's there's there's, there's, a, like, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. There's a fine line. I like you know. Hey, yeah. I, I like to smoke. I don't like to. I don't like to take. <laughs> You know, edibles Candy or bars. I don't like, like that. Guy. I don't like that. They fuck with my stomach. Yeah. So and I am a smoker. I've never of the flour. done it, but like I said, it's it's a bad like the the product and, and the you know the packaging of any drug is going to be a yeah, challenge, right? Right. Right. So yeah, man. I think I think number one, I, I know that that reality exists. We had to kind of overcome it, navigate it. It was a changing point for me in my life when I got arrested, right? It was just like, damn, right, right. I've been the captain of my own ship. Yeah. For my whole life, when you when you land in the Fort Lee jail cell, you're like. Uh -huh. Who the hell am I? What am I'm I doing? I'm at that my moment life? myself, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so, so I was in the drug program six out of the eight years in my NFL career. Six years. Six out of the eight, right? Because I was, was literally thugging Jersey stuff. I was just little missed. I was always like. You know, you know, you come back for OTAs, right? And you yep. knew they could drug. I was, I was like, they're not gonna get me right away. So I'd be like, I'm gonna smoke a little this. And then, you know, the next week I was on the list. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to the drug program. And then, you know, I get out of it two years later. Yeah. And you know, okay, now I didn't get tested at OTAs or mini camp, right? But now it's time to go home for training camp. There it and is. And that first few days, that of random ah, joint. Well, they won't get me right when I come back from training camp. So I'd smoke a little of that. Oh, boom, back in the program. <laughs> so sometimes people come up to me and they're like, you know, do you ever wonder if your career would have been different if you didn't smoke? And I go, oh, I didn't smoke most of my career, actually. So your, your theory's wrong there, right? I, I actually go, no, I think I might have been better if I got to do what I was supposed to do a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, And let me take the edge off a little bit every now and then. So I'm certain success is relative, right? At the end of the day, as long as you're doing something that is valuable um, and fulfilling, that's yeah. a measure of success. Yeah. What has been the biggest obstacle for, for Chris Sims to overcome um, to, as you've kind of ascended to some of the place in your career? Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I think that's the first thing I want to say to you. That's All huge. Right? I've been fortunate. I mean, come on. I grew up as Phil Sims' son, mm -hmm. right? Um, I got to be a part of a livelihood as a kid that kids would, you know, cherish. No doubt. I'm going Sundays, like waking up, going, oh, I'm going to watch my dad play Reggie White and the Eagles today. Like, how does that, how does he beat that? Well, it's, 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 now, it's legendary. Right. So that, I mean, I, I'm never going to be one to complain about my life. Now, were there lessons I learned maybe the hard way along the way that have made me who I am? Of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they lose to the Eagles that day. The next day, my dad was on the cover of the paper and it said he sucked, right? Yeah. So I had to learn that too. You had to right? learn how to eat that. Had to distance. learn to eat that, right? You know, the throughout the way, the I used to relish the pressure of my last name because I'd go into a, ah. a field or a basketball but, and I'd hear, oh, there's the Sims kid there. And I was, I'm going to show him the Sims kid today. You watch <laughs> it. You know, they start their chants, right? You know, Sims sucks or we hate the joy, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, watch me hit seven threes on your ass today and we'll see how you feel in a minute. All right. So I, I relish that. It gave me, it, it, it of course put some pressure in the spotlight of on course. it, but I think it helped me in my college and NFL career, Dope. right? And then, you know, I think as far as the challenges now or maybe to this part of the career is, you know, I think one of the things that always gets thrown at me is I only have the job because of my dad. Or, uh, and not that I care, but it's like, <laughs> that's not true. It's not true. And, 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 and I guess I do care to a point because I want to go, wait, I'm, 
I've, I work really hard at what I do. And, yeah. you know, and I think you could, and some people in this business would go, no, I think you've actually surpassed your dad to a degree. Mm -hmm. I know I certainly haven't as a player or anything like that. But so that's where, like, at times, those are the challenges and the bullshit things you have to hear, yep. let alone, hey, I, I'm not afraid to be honest about my football evaluations. And sometimes I say things that are unpopular to the masses. Yeah. And then I got to stand my ground. Definitely. And then I hate when people try to go personal on you. Oh, it's you're a racist, or yeah. you just don't like this person. I'm so I'm, like, I'm so what? dead with that, bro. That that shit just drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm glad you said it because number one, you have the perfect balance of understanding that there's there's a thing called real privilege, and real privilege is not a bad thing. Like meaning, like at the end of the day, if your kids they they have the privilege right. and all the access that comes along with being your kids, and so does everybody else's kids. So we can just cut out all the nonsense. And then there's some. There's some, you know, you could argue and have your own opinion about whatever, but at the end of the day, none of us are controlling, and all you can do is walk in the blessing, yeah. privilege, and favor that you got and still work your behind off That's and right. earn the rest of it. That's right. And but, it's not personal with the football evaluation. That's where I just go, like, you know, I've been a little critical. Like, Jalen Hurts has become a thing for me here sure. because, you know, I try to tell people, hey, pump the brakes. I'm not ready to put him in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen class yet. I'm right? not either. I know. He's really yeah. good. He's done great. But I also go, you know, this team's amazing. And, yeah. then, you know, the game can be easy for him at quarterback at times because they can just run it every play. And, right? And I, I but said then people, that. you don't like black quarterbacks, Chris, or you're a hater on Jalen. I just got to see more before I started putting him in the class of, like, a guy that I look at as to be an all-time great already first ballot Hall of Famer in my 100%. Homes, you know what I, mean? I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. I actually said uh, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are actually similar. Exactly. That's yeah. what I said on Philly yesterday, and I'm trending on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> because I'd go, wait, Daniel Jones can rip an 80-yard run down the sideline as good as anybody in the sport. 100%. And his throwing is, I think, every bit as equal as Jalen Hurts, too, if da not better. Daniel Jones and, and Jalen right. Hurts has a better football team. And yes. I think People I, lose that. They lose yeah. sight of team too much nowadays. 100%, right. man. And I think there's a tier of quarterback. You know, this is, this is and like I said, I'm kind of sharing more, do, doing some media stuff. And I'm like, well... You know, it's like the Eli Manning conversation. You have to objectively look at Eli's career. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. I say yes. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Right. That's I, Yeah. I say no. Yeah, I hear right? you. And it has nothing to do with my relationship right. with Eli Manning. Right. It just says that dude made one Pro Bowl, I think. I don't. Yeah. I mean, like, right. can, we, can we objectively say that know. that is enough? He's awesome. Yeah, you're not awesome. saying anything bad about it. People will take that and go, He's, you don't like Eli yeah. Manning. And it's you're like, ridiculous. no, I'm just being you, giving you a realistic analysis of – my thought as an ex-player, what yeah. I've learned from the game, and and what we've seen in totality. You know, you're not saying anything negative about the guy. That's what's crazy is you give compliments and it's not a good <laughs> enough compliment, and they think you're a jerk. Yeah, that's where it's you're like, what? Come on now, come on. I love it, man. Yeah. What's what's life like uh, for Chris? Like I said, when you have such the public facade and you're like I said, you're pioneering in some of your media work. What's the life like away? What is the spell? And, and I, uh, for you, your family life, and how you just take it easy and swing. I'm, I'm, I'm simple. I mean, I, I'm, I'm at the point where, like, I actually, like, kind of make a purpose, like, uh, Thursday, Friday night sometimes. I'm so exhausted from talking all week because yeah. I do three podcasts. I do four two-hour TV shows and a bunch of other crap where, you know, it comes Friday night where I got to sometimes just be like, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm just going to be hanging with the wife. It's me and her at dinner or me and her on the couch. Well done. I can't do that. I have a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old. There you go. You know, so I'm driving them around to all their type of stuff. I live on a farm. 
So get here. I have chickens, a rooster, free range. You got my dream. Like I got seven two, kids, no farm. Oh, so you, you can get there. <laughs> you can get there. But yeah, we bought a real old house, and we live on an old farmhouse in, in Jersey and in Connecticut. In right? Because okay, I got so NBC Sports is up in Stamford, Connecticut. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. And and you know we do our own maple syrup, our own honey. Are you killing it? We're boy. doing that kind of thing. This like, my dude. Just living a, a nice, normal, easygoing I life. I think that's. I think that's the goal. I think as you mature, you you, you realize. That the, the true value is in simplicity. Thank you, thank God for all the access, the opportunity. Right. Sports is just one of the most amazing platforms. I'm gonna peel back. We, we we talked a little bit about this. Let's talk about you know my, you were at Ramapo High School. You yeah. weren't at Bosco. I know your little bro did Bosco. Right. I know this. You know I know Dad's been all tied in. Let's talk a little bit about just that whole dynamic, playing in public, knowing yeah. what the Jersey sports scenes. Right. I always feel like Jersey's a little bit overlooked because definitely, you know, like obviously Florida, Texas, Georgia, all these yeah. hot, hot beds. Right. Um, tell me your thoughts, of course, just in general, what it was like playing in that time, but also the evolution where we're at with the whole. Yeah. You know, it's it's a whole different landscape in high school sports. I feel like when we were in high school, the smart coaches were like, "Shh, don't tell anybody." There's good football players <laughs> yeah. in Jersey. They were all like, "Don't tell anybody." No doubt. Right? It, it it's it's broken out now. Yep. And like you just named the the main states, right? What I think people will be shocked by is that they looked up NFL players by state. I believe New Jersey's like six most players in the NFL. It, Which it, little it, old small ass New Jersey up in the right hand corner? Great. Come on, bro. right? Because we are densely populated, right? We got all kinds of different skin colors, cultures, everything. I'm telling you, bro, we're it's all the best. pushed up close together. It's the best. It's competitive as hell, no doubt, right? So that's where I think you know when people talk about Jersey crazy, Jersey tough, all yeah. that. It's just because yeah, you know, hey, I'm in, I'm living in Silver Spoon, Phil Sims town, but trust me, the the hood is only like two towns over. That's what people don't. That's get what people don't Jersey. get about Jersey. Yeah. Exactly right. They don't get. And you go like, yeah, yeah, okay, my team is you know white, my town team, but as soon as I play in a little area team, like it's mostly black, and I'm the only white guy. So you get those experiences, and yeah, I went to a public school. I'm. I'm a believer in the public school type of thing, like you I, I are. Am, I'm big time. I mean, like, we're the community, we, everything. No, I'm just right? big into the whole community at the end of the day. is right. like, you know, you want to see your your talent, your community thrive off, off, off of what's just produced. Yeah. It's, it's tough looking at, you know, what it's become. I understand how it's become that way, the pipeline mentality. It's just all the commercial life. Oh. You know, money's gotten to high school football. Bro. You know, like, you know, I, 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 would, I would guess most of your listeners are, you know, from we're the Northeast area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just getting started, but, man. Yeah, you go like, help us right now. Well, <laughs> it's like the Bergen Catholics, the Boscos, yep. you know, the St. Joe's. It's great in some ways because they've given of the course. state national notoriety. Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, they can't even play the public schools no, anymore. We, we, and in our so day, you guys, us, yeah. Wayne Hills, Greg Olson, yep, right? Yep. Hoboken. Yep, Hoboken. They, Keon Walker, they, my dog, they, I mean, big Yeah, Keon. <laughs> and I played against all of them. Like, we would have been like, yeah, bring, bring the Catholic schools on. We don't bring give a it. damn. <laughs> but it's just a different age now. And, yep, yep. and it's, it's like they're not only like Division One players on these teams. It's like we were talking about before the show here. It's like there's like five, six pros on every team <laughs> can, in those, those ones we mentioned. It's out of control. It is. And it's a beautiful thing, man. So 
what are you most excited about? You know, like I said, you know, you got the you got beautiful family, couple yeah. kids there. Yeah. What are you most excited about at this stage of your career and life? Like I said, I think we're all adults now. We're kind of crafting the life that we would like to desire in a yeah. place where there's some meaning attached to it. So what does meaning look like for Chris Sims at this stage? Meaning to me is just, you know, continuing to evolve myself and be yep. a better person. You know, enjoy life and the gifts that it gives you. Yep. I'm very happy with where I am in the state of my job. You know, sometimes the grass is green where you are. I'm not trying to look for like, oh, nice. greener grass over there. I'm content. I'm not one that's looking to, you know, always the next deal, bigger, better. I can be content. Heck yeah. And uh, I enjoy working what I do. I enjoy the balance of this life too, because I get to be a good husband and, and father and be around my kids. So you, it's that life balance that I'm really, I'm happy with. And, and, and you know, I'm at that point where you're probably like this too, where I'm like, first off, I'm like, I can't believe I'm 42. I can't believe I got a 16 year old, right? And I'm like, I can't believe how fast it's gone. Everybody told me it would go fast and it feels like the last 10 years have been in fast forward. Oh, and now gosh. I find myself telling like other parents like, Enjoy them while they're young. <laughs> It'll go fast. And I'm like, damn, I'm that dork now that says that. I've been that dork for like five years. Right? I just can't believe it. I'll say it at the gym to people, and I'm like, I can't believe I just, I'm that guy. Holy shit. I'm definitely that guy. I just launched my son out to the Air Force. And like I said, I still got a whole bunch of jokers that, uh, you know, we're, we're lining up. The Tyree Nation is strong. Bro, your story inspires. Watching you from a distance, uh, like I said, it's been it's, this. This is just great to wrap up a little bit. But watching from a distance, maturing. Like I said, I got arrested because the same purple haze I was smoking in the off season. I'm, yeah. I think it was fossil. He hit me with like ten thousand dollars worth of fines at oh, the end of the year. Should have been forty. I was out. I was out of control. <laughs> like people don't get it. Like we had three of the three of the outlaws were from Montclair. So like. My mentality in that era of growing up in uh, in Montclair was just sure, sure. just reckless. Yeah, but that was like I said, it was the it's pivotal. It's in all moment. football players. Oh, we're to reckless. Be re we're reckless. Yeah, I mean, it's what, just can we, we find the gas? I mean, the break and go. not go too far down the the crazy road. And, and dude, I've been there, so don't, you don't have to tell tell nah, it to me. Nah, listen, man, it's amazing. Like I said, watching you take it full circle, keep repping for jurors, keep doing this thing at a high level, man. I appreciate you for checking in. Thanks, with man. D, I'm always a fan of yours. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Appreciate you. All right.